This is episode number 991 with New York Times bestselling author, Dr. Stephen Gundry. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Gandhi said, it is health that is real wealth and not pieces of gold and silver. And an Arabian proverb goes like this, he who has health has hope and he who has hope has everything. I'm so excited to bring you one of my all-time favorite guests and a School of Greatness fan favorite, Dr. Stephen Gundry. And in case this is your first time catching an interview with Dr. Gundry, he began his career as a groundbreaking cardiac surgeon before becoming a health researcher with a very clear mission to dramatically improve human health, happiness, and longevity through a unique vision of diet and nutrition. And we've talked before about the healthy foods that are killing you, but this conversation went to a whole nother level. And in this episode, we talk about the correct balance between eating nutrient-rich foods and taking supplements, why the problem with meat isn't what you expect, what you can do naturally to better protect ourselves against COVID-19, why over-the-counter medicines are so dangerous for your gut, what he shared with me here blew me away, and a unique study that suggests Parmesan cheese, of all things, might help extend your life. Just a note that a lot of his research bucks conventional wisdom, and I'm obviously not a medical doctor, so I can't endorse any specific claims, but I'm very excited to bring you another mind-expanding interview with Dr. Stephen Gundry about these topics, as I've tried a lot of this stuff in the past with him, and a lot of it has improved my overall health. But first, I'd love for you to spend just two minutes with me to check out a couple really cool sponsors, as their support is what allows me to bring you great content like this. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of seventh generation. Find seventh generation laundry detergent in fresh lavender and other scents at seventhgeneration.com. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Range Rover Sport leads by example. Picture this. 
assertive on-road performance meets commanding all-terrain capability. That's the third-generation Range Rover Sport, which is the most desirable, advanced, and dynamically capable one yet. This vehicle redefines sporting luxury, offering an instinctive drive with engaging on-road dynamics and effortless composure. Now available in sleek, new stealth pack, Carpathian gray exterior wrapped in satin protective film with black accents and black brake calipers. Inside the Range Rover Sport, advanced cabin technologies like active noise cancellation and cabin air purification offer new levels of comfort and refinement. And let's not forget about the award-winning Pivi Pro infotainment system. Enjoy a dynamic drive and total comfort with optional 22-way adjustable heated and ventilated electric memory front seats with massage function. Wow, that's like a spa day while on the go. Design your Range Rover Sport at LandRoverUSA.com. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. Too. in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You're one of our most popular guests. Oh my gosh, no. You have so much great information, yet every time we come out with an episode, there's always some controversy. There's always a few people that are questioning your research that are thinking, well, what about this? And what about this? We get 90% amazing comments to people that are like, yes, I love this information. 10% question it. Why do you think people like to question or poo-poo on a few of your research or topics or books? Why do you think that is? Um, you know, people, you know, I'm, I guess, an irritant to established thoughts and, uh -huh. You know, I think people see me as a challenge to their thinking. What they've always known. Yeah. And, you know, I, most of what I espouse now, I didn't believe any of this until a little over 20 years ago. I mean, right. just... You personally, too. Me personally. Yeah. I mean, for instance, I, I thought supplements made expensive urine. I firmly believed that. I told my patients that. And then... You know, I saw what happened to Big Ed all these years ago, and I said, huh, maybe, uh, maybe I should look into this. So I started playing with myself with supplements, and, and then when I you know, started 20 years ago, this restorative medicine practice, I approached it as a research project, because mm -hmm. I've been a researcher all my life. And so I'd 
I'd tell patients, look, you know, go to Costco, get, go to Trader Joe's, there wasn't an Amazon back then, go to a health food store and I want you to buy grapeseed extract, mm. or I want you to buy fish oil, uh, or I want you to buy magnesium, and I want you to buy methyl folate, and I want you to buy methyl B12, and let's see what happens on your blood work, and let's see what happens to you. And eventually, you know, I got so good, I, you'd see the results, and then they'd come back in three months, and mm. one of these wouldn't be where it was, and I said, uh, you're not taking such and such. Oh, yes, I am. Well, no, you're not. And he said, how do you know? I said, well, because, you know, here it is on your blood work. And, and we've even published results of looking at people's uh, vascular flexibility, how their blood vessels expand mm -hmm. and contract, which in longevity, you are only as young as your blood vessels are flexible. Mm. And so there's this cool machine. Is the telomere connected to... Blood no, is different, right? No. So telomeres are the ends of chromosomes. They're the cap on chromosomes. Okay. And if you like the telomere theory of aging, which is just one mm -hmm. of the theories of aging, then you want long telomeres. Yeah. And for instance, getting back to a supplement, mm -hmm. it turns out the people with the highest vitamin D levels in their blood have the longest telomeres. Really? Really? So more vitamin D equals longer telomeres. Yeah, so it's so equals it's, longer life. Correct. Hypothetically. Longer health health span. Health span. Yeah. So, you know, the longer you live living well is kind of how you win the game. Yeah. Right? It's interesting, my uh, my girlfriend just sent me a clip. She's going through health nutrition school right now for herself because she wants to learn about everything she's putting on her body, workout, nutrition, lifestyle. And she just sent me a clip of Dan from the Blue Zones talking about uh, Blue Zones. And I just watched a short Netflix series last week where they went to Sardinia, I think mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. And they did the research on the Blue Zone in Sardinia. And from my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, most of the people in the Blue Zone in Sardinia at least don't take supplements. Correct. They just walk up with the hills every day, they spend time with their loved ones, they go to church, they are part of the community, they eat more carbs, I think it was, than protein, I believe. Correct. And they just have a rich lifestyle, right? So, but most people don't have that kind of environment. So you're saying we need Bingo. to su have supplements to create more of that environment? Yeah, so that's actually a really good segue. Um, it turns out that if you look at hunter-gatherers, at least that we can examine, yeah. They eat uh, about 200 different plant species every year on a rotating basis. And they're eating the animals that were eating those plant species as well. Mm -hmm. And so what I tell anyone who will listen is, if you think that you can eat 200 different plant species, all grown organically and right. eight feet of long soil, yeah. <laughs> yeah then I'll put in with you that you probably don't need any mm -hmm. supplementation. But none of us do that. And in fact, if you look at even you know, avid organic eaters, most of us have these maybe 20 go-to foods that we eat on a rotating basis. I have like five, maybe. Well, I'm glad you I said eat, that. I eat, I eat chicken, I eat broccoli, and sweet potato pretty much all day. Yeah, so and it turns out, when I was first doing this, it turns <laughs> out that most people have five 
go-to meals per week that they repeat over and over and over again, and they just... How, is that bad for us, or is that good for it us? Depend, I think I it depends. I think I throw in mushrooms in there, I throw in yeah, onions, I th- you know, I think it, all the stuff you tell me to do. Yeah, I think it depends. Um, yeah. But I think, again, if you live in a blue zone, and you know, I'm the only nutritionist who ever spent his career in a blue zone, Loma, Loma Linda. Linda. Yeah. There's seven blue zones? Uh, it depends on who okay. wants to argue about yeah. them with Dan and me. Sure, I mean, sure. There were blues, blue zones discovered since he wrote his book, like yeah, the yeah. Acciarolis. Gotcha. And, but you lived, you practiced in a blue zone yeah. doing 10,000 heart surgeries, yeah. and you told everyone n- not, not to do supplements. Correct. You weren't prescribing these other blue zone methodologies. No. You were practicing traditional medicine. Correct. Because, you know, you, you know, thank goodness there's coronary bypass surgery to, you know, fix you up. Fix you up. Yeah. Fix you up. Don't worry about what you eat. Just yeah. fix the heart this way and then you're, you're good. You're good, but I'll, and I'll see you in five years when you clog these guys and up. And you need another check-in or you need this medicine or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, and I got very good and very famous for doing reoperations over and over again on people. In fact, uh, the, the most reoperations I ever did was ninth time in. Nine times on one person? Yeah, well, on I was heart? the ninth one in to oh, their you heart. You were the ninth one person in. Yeah. They'd done eight other surgeries before Somewhere you, else. on the heart. On the heart. Holy cow, how are they still alive? Um, well, it's, How do you survive through that much trauma? It's, we, you know, your body really, you know, Hippocrates used to say that all of us have this green life force energy that translated from the Greek, which sounds very Californian. Yeah, it does. But it's it's true. The more I kind of witness this, you, any creature has this innate desire to do well, to have perfect health. But Hippocrates... Mm -hmm used to say, and I've written this in my books, that Hippocrates says there are external forces that keep this green life force energy from blooming. And the doctor is supposed to be a detective and find out what are these external forces and remove them, teach the patient how to remove them. And then the patient will take care of himself. Mm -hmm. It'll it'll bloom. the guy was right about so many things, and he's right. So, for, for instance, all I do is do detective work, is find out, okay, why, you know, why have these things happened to you? And let's remove these, and let's see what happened. Mm. Like, like just this morning. Yes, tell just me. Just this morning. Um, I put out an Instagram a couple of days ago about some really cool millet pasta that is now available and it's really good and millet doesn't have any lectins Mm. and it's not a grain is it millet is a grain but there are only two grains that don't have hulls and don't have lectins millet and sorghum okay and so it's better for you Oh, yeah. Because it doesn't have lectins. So it doesn't have lectins. So Whereas rice has lectins, is that right? Yeah, the, all of rice has a lectin. Okay. Wheat has lectins. And so somebody writes in and says, well, you know, you don't know what you're talking about because there aren't any lectins in pasta because you cook it and the lectins are gone. And whole wheat pasta doesn't have any lectins and because you cook it. 
And I'm, I'm going, well, sorry, uh, but gluten happens to be a lectin. Uh, sorry about that, it is. Mm -hmm. And guess what, pasta, you know, wheat pasta has gluten. Mm -hmm. And you can't break gluten down with heat. Sorry about that. And in regards to your whole wheat pasta, the hull has wheat germ agglutinin, mm -hmm. which is another really nasty lectin. And not to go down this sure, trail, sure. but it attaches to a sugar molecule on the lining of our blood vessels called NU5AC, and we can get into NU5AC, mm -hmm. and it sticks there like a splinter, and your immune system, your white blood cells, attack it, and then cholesterol slaps onto it, and uh, so you lift weights, right? Yeah. So if you're lifting weights, uh, you build calluses around a ring, yeah. You know, yeah. right? Yeah. Those calluses are to protect you from that constant trauma. From ripping off your and, skin. And one of the things that is interesting is these plaques and arteries are actually calluses from irritation. And one of the best ways to irritate the inside of your arteries is to eat whole wheat pasta. Mm. And so that's a round way of saying <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, I in, do. but in Loma Linda, in Sardinia and other blue zones, at least from what I understand, they eat rice, they eat pasta, right? I yeah, well, yeah, so Sardinia actually uses a bread that's kind of half wheat and half buckwheat. It's like less gluten or something, or is it? Yeah, less gluten. But uh, Sardinia has the highest incidence of autoimmune disease of all of Europe. So they live a long life in spite of eating gluten. Correct. Yeah. It's for the other factors of lifestyle, of community, of exercise that keeps them living a longer life. Right. Plus, they're not taking antibiotics at every turn. They're not taking ibuprofen for pain Little that pains, blows yeah. holes in your gut wall. They're not, um, they're getting up with the sun. They're going to bed Early, with the yeah, sun. Yeah. Um, so there's lots of factors. They drink Sardinia uses a liter of olive oil per week. They're one of the blue zones really? that do that. Which is something you believe in. Which, yeah, heavily, which yeah. really makes up for a lot of, a lot of mischief. And, and we're, with each passing year, we're figuring out, okay, how, how is this stuff doing all this? Uh, I'll give you another example. So the Cleveland Clinic, a few years ago, discovered a chemical called TMAO, that I write about in all my books, that, they say, damages blood vessels. Uh, really damages it, hurts them. And they have a bunch of papers that show it. And they proved that TMAO is manufactured by gut bacteria eating animal proteins, certain animal proteins, and breaking it down into TMA, and then it goes to your liver and makes TMAO. So they found some vegans, mm -hmm. and vegans didn't have any TMAO in their bloodstream. They go, oh, look at that, isn't that cool? Here, vegans, we want you to eat some animal protein, and they got some of them to agree, wow. and let's see if you make TMAO. And lo and behold, they didn't make TMAO. So they had a different set of gut bacteria. So they said everybody should be a vegan. Well, that didn't go over well. So one of their researchers to their you know, credit said, hey, wait a minute, uh, you know, the Mediterranean diet, not a lot of heart disease, 
And, you know, they're eating salamis and they're eating cheeses. Mm. Uh, what's with that? So they say, hey, that's a good question. So they found that there is a compound. Uh, I may get it quite wrong, but it's 1,1,3-dimethylbutanol that paralyzes bacteria. The enzyme good system. Good bacteria or bad? It, it doesn't matter. Just paralyzes their enzyme system so they can't make TMAO even if you fed them meat. TMAO is bad. Is bad, okay. according to the Cleveland Clinic. Okay. Um, so they said, well, where is this chemical? And it turns out it's in olive oil, it's in red wine, and it's in balsamic vinegar. So they went, wow, there's this chemical in these foods that are native to the Mediterranean diet. That kills the TMAO that or that prevents TMAO from being made. Interesting. And it's olive oil. Olive oil, red wine, and balsamic vinegar. Interesting. Two out of the three I don't like. Well, well so, so <laughs> it's got to have more olive oil. So the point of all this is, is holy cow, there, huh. there are components of, you know, a really healthy diet that's preventing, if you believe the Cleveland Clinic, the manufacture of this compound, even though you're eating meat. Interesting. And so you could eat meat. And yeah, still and, not and get, get away with it. And get away with it if you're doing these other three things Correct. heavily, which yeah. Sardinia sounds like they do. They do. Interesting. So they have the highest concentration of, or one of the highest concentrations of autoimmune diseases Correct. in Sardinia. And you think that's in Europe? In, that's, in Europe, you think that's because of the gluten mm -hmm. intake? The yeah, my, pastas, yeah, my, the, my humble opinion is it's because that they are actually the highest. Bread and carb uh, eaters, yeah, pasta in Europe. Yeah, they do very little protein. I think is the yeah, and I agree with that. Um, less you know, protein. Less protein. Why is that? Well, again, in the longevity paradox, I think what's missing in the di discussion of blue zones is not the commonality of foods that they eat because they have wildly different diets. I mean, the Okinawans eat mm -hmm. eighty-five percent of their diet is sweet potatoes. Yeah, and they have very little fat, and whatever fat they have is actually pork fat, lard, and they eat very little rice, and they eat very little uh, soy, and the mm -hmm. soy they do eat is miso, is fermented. Mm. So to say a blanket statement, all the blue zones eat uh, grains and beans is actually not true. Right. Uh, Sardinia uses you know a liter of olive oil a week. Crete, another blue so they zone. They put it on their bread, on their pasta. The only it's... purpose of food is to get olive oil in your mouth. Correct. <laughs> right. A liter of olive oil a week in Greece. So a very high fat diet. And mm -hmm. so the difference, I think, in all the blue zones is that all of these blue zones, including Loma Linda, have very little animal protein as a part of their diet. Mm. And the Adventist Health Study, which has been ongoing for a very long time, looking at the factors in longevity in the Adventists, who are you know the longest living people in the United States, is that Loma Linda? Or yeah, Loma Linda. Yeah. yeah. Um, is the vegans of the Adventists have the least heart disease, the longest lifespan, and uh, a colleague of mine, Gary Murray, who's been studying this for years has shown that for every little bit of animal protein that enters the diet of an Adventist, the more heart disease and the more mischief you see. 
Adventist? Ad, yeah, so the Adventists, um, we could do a whole thing on the Adventists, <laughs> uh, because actually the Adventists, uh, well, we owe breakfast cereal to the Adventists. Okay. Um, uh, William Kellogg uh, and Harvey Kellogg were physicians at the Battle Creek Sanitarium, which was an Adventist. So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea. Totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate. Pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Dentist uh, Health Sanitarium in Battle Creek, Michigan. Huh. And he, uh, both of them really wanted their patients to eat whole grains. And their... Frosted their, mini wheats. Well, you know, just throw a bunch of sugar on it. And we could really go down <laughs> yes. this rabbit hole because yeah. it was thought that whole grains would prevent uh, young men from mm -hmm. having uh, evil sexual thoughts wow. and, and masturbate. Really? Really. Uh, I, need to, I need to find it. this resource. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. So. But you add sugar though, but that they makes you go crazy. They couldn't get people to eat whole grains. So it tastes so bad. They could taste bad. <laughs> So they said, okay, we're going we're gonna to homogenize this stuff. 50 grams of sugar on it. Yeah, we're going to homogenize this stuff, and we're going to make cornflakes. They wow. actually learned to make cornflakes from C.W. Post, who was also there. Interesting. And the reason Kellogg's cornflakes exist is because one of the brothers said, you know, nobody's going to eat this until we put sugar in it. Of course. And the one brother said, no, 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 we can't put sugar in it. So they broke. And so the Kellogg's Cornflakes Company was actually the first company that advertised a pre-digested food, which was, and it was easier on your digestion. Mm. And that breakfast was by far the most important meal of the day. Wow, it's good marketing. Exactly. We so, should be breaking. So, so many myths of what we actually believe is the truth is the product of good marketing. What is the, I mean, it sounds like for, the first half of your career, you had a certain set of beliefs based on your training and the information that was provided to you in the medical space. Yeah. And I would say you're in your second half of your career now, right? You're in phase two of it, I guess. Yeah. And you've had to relearn and unlearn and 
research and test and guinea pig on a lot of these different things. What are the things that you think are true now that in 20 years are going to be false or are going to evolve into a different way of thinking? Well, gee, I hope everything in 20 years is different than what I think now. I mean, I really do. Really? Uh, because we'll have far more you know, research. And remember, research means look again. Research. And look back and look at the information. Yeah, one of, one of my mentors at the, at the NIH, Andrew G. Morrow, always used to say, there is nothing new to be discovered, but there's everything to be rediscovered. Mm. And I think when you kind of look at it that way, you go, I mean, for instance, Michael DeBakey, one of the fathers of heart and vascular surgery in Texas, back in the 50s and 60s when cholesterol came you know, into the forefront, he, he always used to say, look, cholesterol has nothing to do with heart disease. It's an innocent bystander. And you know, just get off of this. It's, it's gotten trapped in an inflammatory process, but it didn't cause the inflammation. And what caused the inflammation? So, for one thing, if you have a little wheat germ of gluten stuck to the inside of your blood vessel like a splinter, that's a really good cause of inflammation. Mm. So, you know, and I wrote about this in Longevity Paradox. Let's suppose I'm an alien sent to orbit the Earth to you know, send back to high command my observations. Yes. And one of the things that I could send back to high command is I've been watching the freeways in LA, you know, and, and I can tell you without a doubt that ambulances are the cause of accidents. Mm. Because every time there's an accident, I see an ambulance. Right. And so, so again, causation is not correlation. Correlation is not causation. Yeah. So we could make an observation, which I could make in the operating room every day, that I see cholesterol plaque on the inside of that artery. So cholesterol must have caused that plaque. But DeBakey would say no. Cholesterol is basically a callus that is piling up on an irritation to mm -hmm. protect that underlying structure. Yeah. And that's why we see these plaques regress mm. when you take away the irritation. Just like if you stop lifting weights, guess right. what? Your callus goes away. So how do you take away the irritation? Stop eating those things. And what are those main things? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean... So meat, meat, I want to talk about meat for a second. Do you uh, eat meat? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I do eat meat, but okay. not a lot. Not a lot. And, but I'm Speaking hearing... Speaking of irritation. Because meat causes irritation. So there's a... There's a, okay, so I mentioned new 5AC that mm -hmm. the little wheat germ of glutenin likes to stick to. It's a sugar molecule. Mm -hmm. You and I have the lining of our blood vessels with a sugar molecule called new 5AC. There won't be a test. Okay, <laughs> I'm not gonna remember. Who knew, okay, just remember who knew. Who knew. So beef, lamb, and pork have a different sugar molecule lining their blood vessels called NU5GC. They differ by literally one chemical. What happens is these two molecules look very, very similar. Mm -hmm. And in us, when we eat NU5GC, beef, lamb, and pork, beef, lamb, and pork, many of us make a antibody to that sugar molecule because it's foreign 
And that antibody, when it sees our blood vessels with its NU5AC, it mistakes NU5AC for NU5GC. And in a case of mistaken identity, you attack your own blood vessels. Mm. So, so that's, beef, lamb, and pork are so, no bueno. So, yeah, so that's why if you look at large studies, there is an association with red meat and increased heart disease. It's not that red meat has any evil substance in it. It's this dumb sugar molecule. And so it's a molecule yeah. within the red meat. Yeah, it's in all the blood vessels in the red meat. That yeah. will that, attack your... That you will make a antibody to because it's foreign. To attack against And it. then you'll attack your own blood vessels. And what happens when you attack your own blood vessels? Inflammation. And then the cholesterol comes and you get a callus and then you have gotcha. heart disease. It's all at the end in But what about all the people that are swear by the carnivore diet and eating more meat and this is actually what's gonna make you leaner and your skin's gonna clear up? There are some people that swear by that research. And unfortunately, some people credit me as the father of the carnivore diet. Huh. Because the carnivore diet is eliminating all forms of plant material which have lectins. lectins. Interesting. And uh, Paul Saldino said, you're the guy who started me down this path. You know, I he couldn't you. eat all these plants, so yeah, I so, gotta eat meat. Yeah, it's obvious that plants hate us. You were right, you know, there's not a good plant in the world. You're wrong about that. Um, you can't be too careful. And if you just eat meat, you'll be fine. So, it's an it's the ultimate elimination diet, and I, yeah, and I have nothing. I actually yeah, have yeah. nothing against it as a as carnivore a, diet as a short term diet, as long as, for instance, you're getting grass fed, grass finished beef, you're getting uh, wild fish, um, mm -hmm. and so on down the line. What I have a problem with is, first of all, there is no society long-lived society that has followed a carnivore diet. There is none. No blue zone. There's no no carnivore blue zone. Right. And they're mostly vegan blue zones, right? Mostly vegetarian, vegetarian. blue zones. Yeah. Um, so they'll have some egg, they'll yeah, have some exactly. cheese, they'll have some, yeah. yeah. And there are actually some cool studies that Parmesan cheese extends your lifespan. You're speaking my language. Yeah, so, <laughs> so anyhow. Uh, you know, find the society that, that lives Eats, that, with all that, meat. That yeah. all, all meat. And Interesting. I mean, even, you know, even the Eskimos, even the Nordic herders knew that they, for instance, couldn't live on protein alone, that they actually had to have a huge amount of fat in their diet yeah. to balance the protein. Okay, so I had Dr. Rhonda Patrick on, and I asked her, and she does a lot of studies, and she's, I think, wearing a glucose monitor. Yeah. She's constantly testing, like, what's working. She said grapes were the worst thing you should eat because it spikes you so much more than any other type of sugar. That's so, very true. Grapes are the ultimate sugar bomb. Yeah, it's, like, horrible for your, for everything. For everything. Which is, you think as a kid, like, oh, have some grapes. You, like, feed your kids these things, which is worse and, than a candy bar, it sounds like. Oh, yeah, and, and parents are feeding their kids apple juice and grape juice. And this stuff, Apple juice is no good. Holy cow. If no. it's, like, fresh apple juice, or is it with the sugar added to it? So, so when it says no sugar added on the label, <laughs> what that means is there's so much sugar in here already, we didn't have to put any more in. Right. That's What's how, the difference between an apple and apple juice? Well, they're both horrible for you. 
Apples are bad? Oh, gosh. I thought apples were good for you with all the different environments and... An apple, when I was growing up, was this little bitty thing about that size and maybe four bites and you were done with an apple. Now it's... Now it's the size of a grapefruit and they got these names that ought to warn you, you know, honey crisp. It's the most... That's the best kind. That's the best kind. Yeah, and it's like, wait a minute. It's so so good. uh, Yeah, because it's pure fructose. And fructose, and you'll see in my upcoming book, The Energy Paradox, that if you want to impair your energy production, fructose is the the gift from, you know, God to impair your energy production. To hurt you. To hurt you. Bananas too? Any fructose is just lethal to your mitochondria. So we just got to eliminate all fruit? So, for instance, your fruit smoothie protein shake Uh that you'd guzzle down to go work out is probably the worst possible thing you could do for your mitochondria and your energy. The worst. Well, here's what I have been doing. I've been doing more of just, I just tell them half a banana. So So I have a green. I have a green. If you have a green, it is a prebiotic fiber. So it is, it's a starch mm. that you actually can't digest, but it gives your microbiome, your gut buddies, exactly what they want to eat mm. to actually energize you. Put no fruit in it. Yeah, well, use a green banana. It works oh, great. A green banana, gotcha. You remember, the, I mean, the godfather of fitness, Jack Lane, mm-hmm. always used to say, if it tastes good, spit it Don't out. Don't eat it. <laughs> yeah. That's why, you know, he used to say that. And, you know, one of the other things that I put in the new book, one of his <laughs> How other, long did he live till? 96. And he, oh. a, he actually probably, and I got to know him in his later years. Uh, I got to pick his brain. He probably wouldn't be dead. Uh, he got pneumonia and from what I'm told, refuse to take antibiotics. And there are places where antibiotics are really useful. Right, when something like that happens. How bad, you mentioned before, you said a lot of interesting things. You mentioned about ibuprofen and other medicines that people take just to eliminate minor pains and aches and headaches. How bad for your body is taking a medicine in general, like an over-the-counter medicine for something smaller? So we used to, most over-the-counter medications used to be prescription medications. Like a Tylenol or... Yeah, well, Advil like, or... like an Advil, like a Motrin yeah. and ibuprofen. You used to have to write a prescription for that. Exactly. And there used to be huh. a requirement that you could only take it for two weeks because it was so lethal. Wow. Just like... Lethal in what way? It's so not killing you, but it's... It makes giant holes on the inside of the wall of your gut. It's like swallowing a hand grenade. And, oh my gosh. and drug companies knew this. And the literature is there. I show it in The Plant Paradox. They knew this. And that's why it carried a warning. You cannot take this. This is a prescription-only medicine, med- medication. And you can't take it for more than two weeks because it's going to blow holes in your gut. And then it's going to take you a month to recover and heal. Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you the number of athletes that came to my clinic with an autoimmune disease out of the blue following a sports injury that they were taken, you know, Advil-like candy for the pain. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, they come up with lupus or rheumatoid arthritis or MS. And they go, what the heck? And their doc said, oh, well, you just 
got an autoimmune disease, have a nice day, and you know, here's a, here's a medication that you're gonna take the rest of your life that we use in heart transplants. Um, wow. And it turns out when we looked at them and saw what they were doing and we took that away from them, <clears throat> give them a few months, they heal their gut, and boom, their autoimmune disease goes away. Goes away. But as a doctor, you must have prescribed Oh, yeah. Prescription drug medication I mean, for years, I, right? I, I had a knee injury. I had a, a, a meniscus tear. And I was swallowing Celebrex right and left and Advil. And it wasn't helping. And then I was getting fatter and sicker. And I'm going, what's the deal? I guess it's just getting old. You know, I'm 40 years old at that point. Um, so then when I stopped all <clears> that <throat> stuff and started healing my gut, lo and behold, you know, 70 pounds came off. and. Mm -hmm. My arthritis went away, my yeah. migraines went away, my high blood pressure went away. This is so interesting because, you know, I never took medicine growing up as a kid. I think I told you I grew up in a Christian science religion. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was more about yeah. healing through the mindset, yeah. healing through prayer, healing through your, your thought. Yeah. Because my, well, this is the way my dad taught me. He was just like, you know, there is no such thing as a physical body. You are an idea. You are a thought, and a thought cannot be harmed. So therefore, you cannot feel physical pain. You cannot have an injury in the kingdom of God. And um, and so, but I remember being like, but this really hurts. You know, it's like, ah, but this is like, my hand hurts. Oh, I just got smashed with a football. You know, it's like, uh, I broke three ribs. I'm like, there's pain here. And so it was always contradicting thought. And my grandfather would always say, you know, uh, Christian science stands for CS, which is common sense. And, you know, if you break something, go to the hospital, get it taken care of, and then go back to healing the mind, and then go back to nutrition, things like that. Like, use it when you need to, but don't abuse it. Yeah. Would you say medicine today is something we should use when you really need it, but you shouldn't be taking stuff for little minor aches and pains. You should be focused on healing from within the gut. Yeah. Would you prescribe well, that? Well, absolutely. I mean, for instance, I... I'll prescribe a statin drug for somebody who's you know, just had a heart attack, who has stent, or a, who I did a bypass on, just temporarily yeah, until weeks, until I the can, infection goes away. Well, until I can correct the things mm -hmm. that got them into this problem. It's like you know, if you break your leg, you're going to wear a cast, but you're not going to wear a cast the rest of your life. Right. Right. Or some people take the medicine forever. Yeah. It's like you know if. If somebody came in with pneumonia, like Jack Lane, and I go, oh, you know, you have pneumonia, and you're going to have to take this medication the rest of your life to treat your pneumonia. And you'd look at me like, what are you talking about? You right. know, give me the 10 days of antibiotics. And no, 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 I want to manage your pneumonia. Mm. And so it's the idea of I want to manage your heart disease. I want to manage your diabetes. I want to manage your high blood pressure. Well, what I and many other people have Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent in fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. I realize this, that's ridiculous. You want to find out why you developed that 
teach you to get rid of that and then it all mm -hmm. goes away. So it's good to take the medicine during that time when you need to yeah. and then find a solution in other ways afterwards, but don't continue on it. Does, is there any disease or infection or ailment that requires lifelong medication? I haven't found one yet. Because some people say like, I've been on medication for 10 years and I take six to 10 pills a day. You have to stop your immune system from getting all excited about every little thing. From attacking itself. Yeah, so I mean, let me give you a great example. So 95% of human beings are born with an antibody to the peanut lectin, that is, you this is, pop this out is the saddest thing you told me in the last. You know, you pop out of the womb and you actually have an antibody to peanut. Which like, antibody means what? Means you have a little. You you basically have a a piece of protein that recognizes the peanut lectin as a foreign material. So when you eat peanuts, and it says it attacks again. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Here's this little troublemaker, and it attaches to it. And it literally sends out a beacon that calls your immune system, says, here it is, come and get it. It's a foreign you know, agent and kill it. And that causes inflammation. And that's what causes inflammation. So the 5% of people, you're saying I have a chance. Well, no, but here's the deal. <laughs> when I was growing up, nobody had peanut allergies. Oh, really? Kids didn't carry EpiPens to school. There were peanuts on airplanes. Why? Because our immune system, because of our gut microbiome, all these hundred trillion organisms, literally talk to your immune system. And they literally send text messages that says, starting literally from birth, we actually now know before birth, it tells your immune system, okay, here's what you ought to be interested in here's what we're interested in, here's where we have your back. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got the most incredible front four blocking you, so if you need, you know, you, you need five, 10 minutes to find the receiver down the stream, right, don't right. worry. Right. Nobody, yeah, nobody's yeah. gonna so get to you. So a little bit of peanuts, it's not, we yeah. got you covered, but if you're eating it all day long. Yeah, so it just says, ch just chill out. These guys aren't important. But now yeah. what's happened is, our microbiome is decimated, our gut is leaky, now all sorts of material are coming through the wall of our gut, mm. and our immune system is going, ah, oh, I, I gotta be afraid of everything. Anything that looks foreign, I ought to go after it, and yeah. you know, and so that's what's happened. So for instance, I had such bad allergies as a kid, and as a teenager, and as a young adult, I was getting allergy shots, you know, every, you were. every week. Now I don't have any allergies. Uh, I can be exposed, for instance, met a cat um, at, a, at a neighbor's house uh, last weekend and very friendly cat. And, and I said, you know, I used to be really allergic to cats. You know, just you pet a cat and you know, eyes started waiting yeah, yeah. and nose running. And cat and I became good friends. You know, I rubbed my eyes and nothing. 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 Wow. Yeah, nothing. So, I've taught my immune system, or rather my bugs have taught my immune system, just relax. And you build the cool good out. bugs through the good foods. Yeah. Yeah. Feed the bugs. So It's okay. like Jacqueline. Give them what they want. Not what your tongue wants. Not what your tongue wants. Yeah, like like Jack tongue. says, do you wake your dog up for a cup of coffee and a donut? Oh, I miss those donuts, though. 
So, okay, back to this. Dr. Rhonda Patrick, she, she, I asked her when I interviewed her, I said, okay, if you could only eat four things, just say hypothetically, you could only have four things that you can eat every single day, which is not the way to thrive because you want to have lots of diversity and, and all these different things. Yeah. But if you could only have four things, I said, what are the best four things you could eat? She said, uh, you know, wild salmon, uh, avocado, kale, and blueberries. If you could only have four ingredients every single day. I'm curious what your thoughts on, on those four, or would you have a different four, that you, if you can only have four things every day to help you live a long, healthy, happy life, what would that be? So, um, you could certainly do better than blueberries. Okay. Um, blueberries, unfortunately, have been bred for sugar content. Mm. So your, your best berries, and there's a lot of things to like about berries, are actually blackberries and raspberries. Third on the list is strawberries, and blueberries are actually quite a ways down the list. Okay. So uh, I'd be, uh, pomegranate seeds would be on my list. Uh, not pomegranate, pomegranate juice, but pomegranate seeds. The seeds? The seeds. That's one of the four things you should eat every day. Exactly. Why pomegranate seed? Uh, a couple things. Um, pomegranate has some really cool let's just use polyphenols, um, that really tell your immune system to behave itself, number one. Number two, mm. really keeps your vascular bed flexible. And number three, has some compounds that probably really help your brain long-term. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so pomegranate seeds, what's number two? Uh, so, uh, coffee. And particularly, coffee fruit. So what is coffee fruit? So coffee fruit is what's thrown away. Coffee bean <laughs> is a bean inside the fruit. And for instance, you know, olive seeds aren't very good for you, but olive fruit is mm. incredibly good for you. And if you press it, it makes olive oil. Mm -hmm. So it was discovered a number of years ago that coffee fruit, the literally stuff you throw away, has probably the highest percentage of BDNF brain-derived nootrotropic factor of any compound in the world. And so, I, you know, I just had Dale Bredesen on my podcast last week, and Dale says, oh, yeah, if you want to protect your brain, just get, you know, get coffee fruit extract. And so huh. so is, the, is the coffee bean the seed of the fruit? Correct. So the bean is still... So coffee is still really good for you, as long as you don't mess with it. And, okay. um, so just black coffee? Yeah, black coffee. Okay. Black coffee. Not adding some ghee or some... You don't like that? You don't need to. Okay, you don't need yeah. to. I like bulletproof coffee, but yeah, okay. And Dave's a good friend of mine, and yeah. man, we have a good time together. And <laughs> you like the coffee and, fruit and, better and, than and, the, the, the bean. Yeah, yeah the, the coffee fruit. Well, do both. Coffee's good, too. Black coffee. Black coffee's great for No it. sugar, no cream. Okay, cool. Number three, what would you say? Number three, um, bivalve shellfish. For, shellfish? Forget the wild salmon. Okay. Forget the what's, wild salmon. What's shellfish? So, bivalve? bivalve. So, clams, oysters, scallops, um, those things. If you want to have a great functioning mitochondrial system, if you want a great functioning brain, there are such cool what are called phospholipids that you make most of the inner and outer membranes of mitochondria out of. Oh. And just to 
toy with your brain. If you look, there's a, there's a phospholipid, particularly in shellfish, scallops, that's called plasmalogen. And there won't be a test on this either. Mm -hmm. So you can take Alzheimer's brains and you'll find that they are profoundly deficient in plasmalogen. And there's two studies in Japan of supplementing people with mild cognitive impairment with plasmalogens, and lo and behold, their uh, brain wakes up and starts wow. working again. With shellfish? With shellfish. With What's both. another, is, that's not shrimp, is it? Yeah, that's also shellfish, but it's not a bivalve. Bivalve is bivalve clams, is two oysters, and scallops. scallops yeah. Something and muscles. Something that's so, any, so Oh, muscles. Muscles. Ooh, I like that. Muscles are great. So I'm two for four. I like. Yeah, okay. muscles are great. Yes, uh, okay. Yeah, so that's what I'm taking on the on the on the island with. Okay. And the fourth thing. So the fourth fourth thing is any form of chicory. <laughs> so chicory. Radicchio. You know what radicchio is? Everybody thinks it's an, an Italian red cabbage. Okay. Oh, come on, it's in every okay. grocery store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so chicory, cool. Belgian endive is chicory. Uh, Frise, you know, the Belgian endive. You go to Trader Joe's, they look kind of like a tulip bulb. Okay. And they have a tulip that hasn't opened yet. You peel off the leaves. Okay. And you use it as a dipping chip for Got guacamole. It. Okay, 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 yes. 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 So it turns chicory. out. Chicory. kind of like a celery? Well, no, it's not part of the celery family. Okay. Yeah. But the chicory, chicory family has inulin. And if you want to feed your friendly bacteria what they want to eat to take care of you, their home, you got to give them inulin. And the best source is chicory. And that's why you go, you have any salad in the south of France and in Italy, and I will guarantee you there they will be it. some form of chicory. Interesting. Yeah. So I want you to start eating radicchio. Okay, <laughs> radicchio. Radicchio. So, and then you got to pour every. You got to pour olive oil, oil on everything. If you do a plus to it, you that's put right. olive oil on. Okay, put so that's olive a, oil in your coffee. That's the fifth thing. Okay, <laughs> olive oil and coffee. Um, Instead of ghee. Now, let's say you can't get any of this stuff. Are there supplements for all these things out there? Uh, is of there, course, is there, there is. Coffee fruit supplement. Is I there? take two different kinds every day. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Chicory supplements is all this stuff. Indium. And you can get inulin, you can get it as a sweetener, for instance, huh. just like sugar, which I, I have no relationship with them, gotcha. is basically inulin. So if you can't get all this stuff at your local uh, grocery store, get the supplements as a second best. Correct. I mean, gotcha. that's why I take about 120 supplements in the morning and about 80 at night. Wow. Yeah. I mean, what an Because you're not eating all the food. Right. I can't possibly, you know, do what, I, I, I can't be a hunter-gatherer. I mean, I can't be a gorilla that eats 16 pounds of leaves and twigs every day. Believe me, I've tried. Um, <laughs> it, it's, you can't do it. Yeah. I'm curious about the different diets that are out there. Yeah. You got vegan, you got vegetarian, you got keto, you got carnivore diet, you got all these different diets, right? Paleo, and they're constantly evolving and changing every two, three years. I feel like there's something that is the thing. I feel yeah. like keto is the thing right now that everyone's talking about. Paleo was five, six years ago. It was Correct. the only thing people talked about. Correct. Does each person need to eat differently, or does every person, should they be eating the same based on their blood type, based on their genes, based on their their family history, based on the region of the world they live in? Should we be eating specific for us? Or should everyone be eating the same? We should be eating for our microbiome, period. 
for our unique microbiome. Yeah, and that's what we should be eating for because our microbiome constitutes the vast majority of genes in our body. 99% of all the genetic material that exists in us and on us is non-human genetic material. Right. And our microbiome has the distinct adv advantage of rapidly reproducing and constantly changing and exchanging information from one bacteria to another. And so I happen to think that we've uploaded most of our decision-making processes to our bacterial cloud to take the work off of our genes because these guys, in the, in the new book, The Energy Paradox, we now know that it's, uh, I'm not gonna spill it, spill the beans, so <laughs> to speak, but we now know that that system, that microbiome, literally gives instructions which we now can measure. We've broken the code. We've only speculated that they've done this, but now I didn't break the code, but scientists have broken the code of how in fact they talk to us and direct us. We really exist for our microbiome. And as long as... And what are microbiome? The microbiome are the bacteria, the, the fungi, the, the yeast, the, the bugs. bugs. Yeah. And 97% of the bugs in our, our microbiome are foreign. Uh, right? The genes. The genes are foreign. Yeah, they are our human genes. They're bacterial genes, they're fungal genes, they're viral genes. Yeah, I mean, it's fascinating. You, you and I. So, are, how many, how many percentage of human genes do we have? Well, believe it or not, we only the human genome. We only have twenty thousand genes. How many total genes it, are there? What, you name it. I mean, wow. so the the bacterial genome is trillions and trillions of genes of bacterial of genes. genes. Yeah, of genes. And there's only twenty thousand of ours. Are. And in fact, we don't, everybody thought when the human, uh, human Genome Project came out that we were gonna prove that humans are by far the most complex species, and in fact- What did we find out? It turns out corn has more genes than <laughs> no, a human. No way. Yeah. Corn has more genes yeah. than a human. And the sand flea has the most genes <laughs> of any animal. So, yeah, so, so this is all proof of the Human Genome Project, oh, yeah. right? Everybody was so upset. <laughs> at the Human Genome Project. Yeah, well, what's wrong with you guys? Of course we have the most genes. genes a sand flea is more <laughs> than, <laughs> and a piece of corn. Yes. More genes than, than a piece of corn. Than more you, complex you than mighty human Lewis out. <laughs> so I mean, you're like this to a sand flea. I, and when, when, when you were sitting on your sister's couch, yeah. I, I know you said, you know, I am like this to a sand flea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. <laughs> So, okay, microbiome is the most important thing yeah. in, in our Sorry system. Sorry about that. And we need to you need, need to eat for them. the microbiome. Yeah. Is that is microbiome microbacteria? No, or, well, that's, that's a type of bacteria. Called microbiome. microbiome. And microbiome is a part of our genes? No, they feed off of our... All the genes that, if we did a gene survey of every yes. gene that we could find in you, 99% yes. of all the genes that we could find in you 
would not be human. They would be <laughs> so crazy to think about. They would be foreign. That's crazy, isn't it? Well, yeah. It, so we need the foreign. We've got to live. Yeah, we've got this completely upside down. When did we discover about this? What's important? Really, only in the last ten years since the Human Microbiome Project. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, I, I'll give you an example. I, these are like super smart scientists on the human. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, we just had no idea. When I was in medical school, and up until the Human Microbiome Project, we assumed that the GI tract, the stomach and intestines, was just this hollow tube, and you put some digestive enzymes in there, and all of a sudden, you know, you got proteins, you got fats, and you got carbohydrates, and then whatever was left, the garbage, you pooped out your rear end, and that was it. That That was all. That was what we thought before 10 years ago. Yeah. And then all, and then all of a sudden they went, holy cow! And for instance, there were books written about the gut-brain axis because we knew that the second largest collection of neurons was lining the gut, and there's more neurons lining the gut than there are in the spinal cord. So it was called the second brain, the gut, the neurons in the gut. Well, now. Uh, as you'll see in the energy paradox, we were wrong about that. Those neurons are there to actually get messages from the, the microbiome the and then talk to the brain. So we missed the fact that there was this symbiotic sentient being <laughs> that was not only living in us, but was directing us. Wow. For, and we also need it to survive. For their benefit. Because they, they live and feed off of us. Yeah, we're, we're their home. It's crazy. And, as I wrote in the plant paradox and the longevity paradox, we know if you have, for instance, fat and sugar-loving bacteria, which I call gang members, they will hijack your brain and make you go find those more sugar, more fat yeah. that they want to That's eat. That's what causes addiction. Yeah. You're addicted to it because they, the, it's craving, it's saying, yeah, you need more a, yeah. for you to feel good. Yeah. What about mitochondria? What's the connection there? Ah, so the mitochondria are sisters of bacteria. Mitochondria are. So they are bacteria. They are engulfed bacteria that two billion years ago, took up residence in another cell, and in exchange for living in that cell, they said, we'll make energy for you. And as long as, so they have, so they are bacteria. It's good, right? They have, and that's where- create energy. They create energy. They make energy. Everything. Yeah, and so they- So we want more mitochondria. Mitochondria, yeah. so or the, healthier so, mitochondria. Yeah, the best part is, so you and I inherited all of our mitochondria from our mother. Dads did nothing for that, sorry. Okay. We're just drones. <laughs> it's just useless. So our mitochondria are inherited from our mother, which are ancient bacteria, and our microbiome is initially inherited from our mother because, as I told Maria Shriver, your mother took a crap on you mm. as you came out the birth canal. Right. 
And if you breastfeed, it turns out one of the huge benefits of breastfeeding, we now know, is that the woman inoculates her child with more bacteria and more fungi. So it's good to breastfeed. It's really important to breastfeed. How long should you breastfeed for? However long you don't want to reproduce. Wow. Usually, it's impossible to get pregnant when you're breastfeeding. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. About 10 years ago, I, I usually go to this... Uh, microbiota conference every year in Paris and present my work. And the organizer, about 10 years ago, he said, you realize that the microbiome talks to the mitochondria. And I, I went, really? And he says, well, think about it. And he says, they're, they're related, they're sisters. And I said, well, come on, where's the proof? And he says, you watch, we're gonna find the proof. You just watch. And I said, you know, I believe you. You're the kind of the smartest guy I've ever seen in this field. And sure enough, you, you, you watch and you wait. And in the energy paradox, it's, it's gonna blow your mind wow. that there is now documented proof. I, I alluded to this in the longevity paradox that the microbiome talks to the mitochondria. And wow. they basically tell the mitochondria if things are good down in the engine room, right. you guys, you know, churn out the energy. And if things aren't good down in the engine room, you guys probably ought to back off mm. on producing energy because trouble's ahead. Mm. Save yourselves. Interesting. So yeah. don't create energy when the gut is under attack. Bingo. Why is that? Why? Because everything's not working down there. So and when you create energy... When things aren't working in your gut, in your digestive system, what happens then? Well, you don't create energy. That's why we have this epidemic so, of tiredness. So we, you won't create energy because the gut bingo. is not allowing it to signal yeah. to create it. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Because it's got so much I, it's probably trying to create it. It's yeah, just I mean, trying to defend I mean, itself. Yeah, I mean, think about it. We, we, are, wow. we are overfed, mm -hmm. but undernourished. Yeah. Wow. I mean... We have more conveniences, more everything. We have more food. We have, you know, we have energy bars. We have energy drinks, and everybody needs five cups of coffee to get through the day. And we, it's it's like, what a paradox! Mm -hmm. We should have the most energy of any species ever. We should have a lot more energy than those Sardinians who are climbing up hills in their nineties. But we can't, you know, we can't get out of bed. Wow without a double espresso with some ghee. Right, exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Huh. And okay. it's all because we stopped taking care of our microbiome. Microbiome is the key. All of, you know, so these ultra-processed foods, the ultra-processed foods have taken away all of the stuff that the microbiome would Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh-generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent in fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. 
Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Normally eat. Don't eat processed foods. Don't Even eat. if it's a healthy processed Even if it's, food. Yeah, there's no such thing. All processed food is bad food? <sighs> yeah. I mean, even these, you know, miracle impossible burgers and beyond. Right. Well, these are very processed. They're very processed. That's and they're loaded with lectins, so knock your socks off. They taste good. Yeah, they. I do. had a Beyond Burger, and I actually it's, was like, "Wow, it tastes like a, a burger." If you put a little cheese on it, some onion. It, it's like, don't let a two by three inch muscle in your oh, mouth my dictate so, your life. So, what's better to eat? If I'm hearing beef, lamb, and. Uh, Pork are so go have some go have some mussels. Okay, so if you're gonna have a, a Beyond Burger or a beef burger, grass fed, grass finished, which one should you eat? Uh, well, neither because they're gonna be on a bun, but <laughs> with, no. with no bun. <laughs> so for instance, animal style. It, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, animal style. So yeah, wrap it in some lettuce. That's exactly and, right. Yeah, and which one? Have right? some grilled onion. Of the two of them, they if both you had to choose. They both have glyphosate, so just don't. Oh, you mean if the beef? Yeah, grass starve. fed, grass finished beef. It's better than the process. But please look for grass finish. Gotcha. Okay. Because it's perfectly legal. There's no rule of what grass-fed means. Yeah, you can just still. You, you could feed a cow grass for one day of its life and then take it to the feedlot, and, and you can still label it with oh, grass-fed. Oh, wow. That's crazy. So you got to see grass-fed, grass-finished. So I want to go back to the foods you should be eating for your your specific well your specific type your body type your gene uh, yeah, type yeah, your yeah, blood yeah. type it, it, does this matter if like if you're a heavy workout lifter or extreme ultra runner does it matter the different types of foods or the quantity of foods you should be eating well so if you're actively building muscle yes. you're going to need to eat more protein gotcha. but the idea that that protein should come from an animal or a plant doesn't hold water it doesn't matter where well, I mean, it shouldn't come from an animal is what I'm hearing you say. Well, so, I mean, a gorilla has more muscle than you and I will ever have. Yeah. Um, you can do PX90 all your life, and you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll never be as strong as a gorilla. Surprise. Yeah. But is that because of its genetic makeup and its It's true that we, one of the things we think happened was that we decided to n- not have as much of our intestines devoted to making protein available for muscle work. It's one of the uh-huh. theories of why we yeah. could never do that. But you, you, a horse yeah. only eats grass and weeds. A Look at the lion, the king of the... Yeah, or lion, incidentally. All the great cats actually eat the abdominal contents first. They eat the gut. They eat the gut. The and intestines, they, the, the intestines, the heart, the, the liver. liver. Why is that? Because it's got more iron it's and got it's got more, more fat. protein. Plus, interestingly enough, huh. it's got a bunch of microbiome. And the Hanses, when they make a kill, they actually, out in the field, strip all the chyme and stuff out of the intestines, and they smear it on the cells and eat it oh as, the best, as the best part. And you know, and the, the great cats will, will leave the muscles for the hyenas. Really? Yeah, because... It's not good meat. It's, it, they, want, they want the good stuff. They want the fat and all the microbiome. They, don't, they eat the gut and they leave the rest. Yeah. Unless they're still yeah. hungry. Go ahead. Pull up a video. You watch them. They're all sitting around the gut. Nobody's out there, you know, munching on a leg. <laughs> I mean, there's, you know, there's six of them. And they're all in the guts. 
And, and that's interesting. Is that just a uh, uh, a natural instinct for them? Or I, the, I mean, I, I'm sure their you know guts basically tell them you know, this is the, this is like sugar for them. It's like I mean, let, let me give you an example uh, from the new huh. book. There's a fascinating study out of China. The the more we're realizing that most of the signals to eat are actually coming from the microbiome. And there's some researchers in China that said, you know, one of the things about fasting is you really get hungry. And, you know, you, you really get hungry uh -huh. for a while. And I wonder if you're getting hungry because the microbiome is saying, hey, you know, where's the food? Come on, go get some food. Because we know the you know the gut the gang members tell you to go get the crap, so what they said is, well, what if we had people fast, water only fast, but we give them a hundred calories of prebiotics, fiber, sugars that we can't digest, but the gut microbiome can eat. Mm -hmm. Let's see what it does to their hunger sensation. And so they've done seven-day fast, they've done 14-day day fast, and the amazing thing is they found that they had no hunger. And Just with 100 calories a day? Just 100 this, calories of non-digestible huh. fiber that it turns out that the gut microbiome said, we got this, thanks very much, that's all we need, it's a great We're, snack. You're not hungry anymore. You're not hungry. We're not hungry, so you're not hungry. And it's like, holy cow, you know, let's turn everything we know on our heads. When is this, when we learn this? Uh, you're gonna see it in the book, okay. Energy Paradox. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yes. Now, I just did a four day fast last week. Okay. I finished, I started on uh, Saturday morning. I didn't eat Friday night, and I went into Saturday, or I had a dinner Friday night, and then I didn't eat Saturday morning. I went and did a workout, and I said, you know what? Let me see if I can do 24 hours. I'm feeling good, I'm not feeling hungry. I've never done a full 24 hours, I've done like, 18, mm -hmm. 20 hours. Mm -hmm. So let me see if I can do a full 24 hour. See if I eat later for dinner tonight. And then I said, you know what? I feel pretty good. I'm just drinking water. I said, let me see if I can wake up in the morning, I'll have breakfast. See if I can push it. And Sunday comes around, it's feeling good. And I have a, I have a coffee, black coffee. I have water and I have a celery juice. And I'm like, you know what? I feel pretty good. Let me see if I can do another day. And I go four days like this, right? Where I have celery juice black coffee, lots of water mm -hmm. for four days. I felt amazing. I didn't really feel hungry. Mm -hmm. And it's a week, a week and a, about a week and a half later now. And I feel like, I just, I feel like it's just getting, still getting rid of like dead weight or something. It's like, I don't know what happened and I don't have enough research, but what happened to my body after four days of fasting? Is that good for me to do once in a while? Does it benefit my longevity? What does it do for the, the gut and everything? Yeah, so that was, uh, so first of all, um, the vast majority of Westerners probably shouldn't embark on a prolonged fast, yeah. a three or four day fast, because mm -hmm. we store heavy metals, we store pesticides, we store herbicides in our fat. To protect us from those things. A swordfish has got lethal le levels of mercury in it, but the swordfish is swimming around just fine because the swordfish, the f fat has the mercury oh. in it. 
it's like tuna, uh, tono, you know, as sushi lovers, tono is fatty tuna. Mm -hmm. So that's where all the, the heavy metals are concentrated, in the fat. Mm. So when we go on a fast, we start using fat from our fat stores. And as we liberate that fat, out come all the heavy metals, all the pesticides. Now, it goes to our liver. Mm. And the liver doesn't have a good detoxification system for particularly heavy metals. So you need phase one and phase two detoxification systems to work, and huh. I have a product to do that. But the big thing is the liver doesn't know what to do with heavy metals. So it says, I'm just gonna throw this out in the bile, and I'm sure that's how I'll get rid of in it. In the poop. In the poop. Yeah. The problem is, we recycle the mercury and the lead and the cadmium out of our intestines. So you actually set up this vicious cycle that you never get rid of those heavy metals. And this was actually proven. So, as fast, so the four-day fast was probably not the best thing to for do. For you, you're probably okay because you don't have a lot of fat in you. But if you're going to do that, you've got to take activated charcoal, oh. you've got to take chlorella, which will bind heavy okay. metals, and then you... will help eliminate it. Exactly. It'll bind way. it, and you can't reabsorb it. As opposed to putting it through the liver and hurting and damaging Well, no, it. it'll come out the bile, and, but then it'll be grabbed by chlorella and activated so charcoal. So if it's not grabbed by those two things, then what happens? So then you just recycle it. So you, it you, goes back in your bloodstream. I mean, this was actually shown um, by uh, a very famous professor, uh, Ray Wolf, uh, Roy Wolford from UCLA, who was in Biosphere 2. Um, you're not old enough to remember Biosphere 2. Now, Biosphere 2 was this crazy experiment in the Arizona desert where they built these geodesic domes and they wanted to prove that man could live on Mars for mm -hmm. a year mm -hmm. and grow their own food. Right. And so they locked the biospherians in this geodesic wow. dome. And the object of the game was they had to grow all their own food, produce all their own oxygen, everything self-contained, like kind of a little terrarium. Mm -hmm. So needless to say, it was a horrible failure. And <laughs> so these guys lost a third of their body weight in the first six months. And Ray Wolford was a professor of pathology at UCLA here. And Ray's job was, he thought it was great because he was actually the father of calorie restriction. Mm -hmm. And he says, oh, look at this. Everybody's cholesterol is falling. Everybody's insulin is falling. Wow, we're really skinny, but look at all the great things. And then part of it was, he says, you, you know, we ought to be looking for heavy metals and stuff like that. And it turns out he wrote this obscure paper, and it's in several of my books, and it'll be in the Energy Paradox. He found that heavy metals went sky high in the biospherians and stayed elevated for a year after the end of the experiment. Because they just recycled Because it. they were just recycling. They weren't eliminating it. And so we as... And we don't want heavy metals in our body. We as Westerners don't want that. So there's... How do we get rid of them? So you've got to bind them. You gotta bind them with chlorella and activated charcoal. So if we take those two things on a consistent basis. Like every day? Every day. Yeah. Even just like a charcoal uh, supplement, right? Yeah, just an activated just charcoal supplement. You take it every day, it helps yeah. eliminate, bind Binds and eliminate. Yeah. What is it, uh, charcoal? Charcoal and chlorella. Chlorella, okay. Wow, 
So if you take those two supplements every day, yeah. it should help eliminate heavy metals yeah. and make you feel better. And your yeah. mitochondria will be happier. Every, yeah, your microbiome every, will be happier. Everybody will be so happy. Okay, good. <laughs> so what does heavy metals cause? Does it cause inflammation? Does it cause... So heavy metals are actually a really good mitochondrial poison. They kill the mitochondria. Yeah which hurts your levels to have energy. Correct. And speaking of which, fruit is probably, fructose is probably, if you wanted to invent (laughs) the best mitochondrial poison, it would be fructose. You're hurting my feelings here. I I, I hate that. So that's that's sugar. It's fructose, which is different High fructose corn sugar. Yeah, that's where one of our problems. It's in everything. Every candy. It's in everything. High fructose corn syrup. And then apples. Yeah. But I hear apples are supposed to be great. How is that? They're bad for you. They're great for you. Like, you, you know, you heard that if all great apes only gain weight during the summer, during fruit season. And believe it or not, fruit only ripens once a year in the jungle. And they do that because winter is a time of less food. Whether it's a dry season, rainy season, cold season, there's less food. So we're designed to seek out fruit sugar to gain weight. In for, fact, for a for, rainy day. For, for a rainy day, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's why two-thirds of the sensors on your tongue are sweet receptors. Two-thirds. Our sugar tastes because so good. You, and remember, you and I have color vision because we are fruit. Oh, look at this. We are ah. fruit predators. And the plant, so shiny. yeah, the plant wants to tell you that it is ripe and its babies won't be digested by you. And now's the time, and that the fructose is at the highest. That's why when you go down, that's why when you go down the snack aisles or the cereal it's aisles, all red, yellows, red and, and yellows, yeah. red and yellows, yeah, because eyes it hits it. your brain, and your brain says fruit. <laughs> That's gonna help me gain weight. And, and it helps have and it really does. gain weight. It, it helps. Would you say that sugar is the main cause of obesity? No. What what do you think is the main the main thing? Leaky gut. Leaky gut is the main cause of obesity. But does sugar cause a leaky gut? No. Huh. And I talk about this in the energy paradox. You um, you can actually design diets that are primarily pure carbohydrates. In fact, there are many diets that are pretty much pure carbohydrates. The Duke Rice diet is one of them. And you can actually lose lots of weight. That sounds bad for the the gut. It turns out, uh, and you're gonna have to stay tuned for the energy (laughs) care. You have to pre-order the book to get that, yeah. Available now for (laughs) pre-order. Be out February 7th. Exactly. But we'll come back. Okay. So. All right, so leaky gut is the cause of obesity. Yep, it is. And so if you heal the leaky gut, you you have a war going on in your intestines. And as things come across the wall of your gut, your immune system, 70 to 80% of all your white blood cells are down in your gut. And a war gets started. And interestingly enough, the army has to have provisions. And we store fat, particularly in our gut, as provisions for our army. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I've published data that the war on the inside of our blood vessels, on our coronary arteries, we have fat 
epicardial fat lining our blood vessels. And that epicardial fat isn't there in people who don't have coronary artery disease. So that is the stockpile mm. for fueling the army. So if you stop leaky gut, you lose weight. Wow. Yeah. Just like that. Just like starts that. To come off. And you know, and that's I think we talked about this the last time yeah. I was on. One of the problems with, with COVID nineteen and chronic diseases is that my humble opinion and others is that all chronic diseases stem from leaky gut. And that what you put in your mouth and our, in your gut. And our immune system is distracted by everything that's going on down here. And we don't have a lot of troops up where they ought to be in our nose and mouth. And when COVID hits and gets, then you have a hyper response, a cytokine storm, because your immune system, it's like the peanut allergy. It's like, oh my gosh, there's a silly little peanut antigen. Let's go crazy. And so it's these unfortunate people who you know, have obesity, who have diabetes, who have insulin resistance. And you know, 80% of Americans are insulin resistant, metabolic syndrome. Mm. And so it's, it's kind of people go, well, you know, America's you know, not doing very well with COVID. Well, we are the perfect setup for COVID to, to kill us. To attract COVID. To, yeah, to, well, to we're the, yeah, to get it and do poorly. Because we're already, uh, don't sleep well, don't eat well, have uh, obesity, yeah. have leaky guts, yeah. autoimmune disease. We already have disease that we're fighting, so our immune system is under attack all the time. Correct. And so it, it's easier to catch. It's easier to catch, but then once you catch it, and the immune system finally says, oh my gosh, it's there, then the immune system just goes into a hyperdrive and the cytokine storm. So it sneaks in, but then once it's in, uh, the immune system goes crazy. Can foods protect us against COVID or viruses? So interestingly enough, there's some actually good work in fasting that was first prompted by the concentration camps in World War II. And there is no silver lining for you know, that, but right. if there was a silver lining. If there was, one of the things that first started people questioning what we knew about the immune system was that you know, these, these, these people were starving uh, on purpose. And those, but those that survived never got ill. They never caught colds. They never got the flu. They didn't get cancer. They, they had nothing. And it was one of the striking things. I mean, here are these emaciated people that you would think one cold virus would, that'd be the end of it. It turns out their immune system is just perfectly prepared to protect them really at all costs. And we, we learn that in the energy paradox with what happens with fasting and huh. what, what things your body does to make sure that you're going to emerge still around at the other side of however long this is going to take. And so, yeah, so the fasting or time-restricted feeding 
So limiting the eating window is really one of the best things we can do right now. Well, you have like a three to six hour window, right? Yeah, so, you know, I I, I tend to eat one meal a day uh, during the week. Uh, And it's even got a name called OMAD, one meal a day. Uh Kind of cute. I didn't make it up. (laughs) But... uh, yeah, and I, I tend to do that on the weekends. It's I like eat. an early dinner type of thing, or is this a... The more you can kind of stop eating before three hours before bedtime, the better off you are. Yeah. And uh, Dr. Dale Bredesen, the end of Alzheimer's, you know, firmly believes this. Three hours before. Three hours before. Don't eat anything. Just don't eat anything. Water's fine. Water's fine. Yeah. So COVID has been, you know, it seems like it's picking up around the world. Right, it's, it's what it seems like in a lot of places. It's, it doesn't slow down in USA or Mexico. It's spiking and all these other places. What can people do now to protect themselves against COVID and other viruses in general? Since it it doesn't look like it's going away, at least the conversation for a year, maybe the end of next year. Who yeah. knows? Who knows how long it'll go? What can we do? And it's many factors, many lifestyle factors, obviously included. But what can we do in your mind? Well, in terms of, of supplements, there's now five papers that show the higher your vitamin D level, the more you're protected from COVID and the less severe it's going to be. Now, you know, five different human papers. Mm. So I think that's number one. I vitamin D. Vitamin D3. Just Vitamin get D3. It, just get it in your system. Get it in your system. Get timed release vitamin C. Uh, vitamin C doesn't stick around very long. If you can't get vitamin time release vitamin C, get the t- get the vitamin C tablets and chew 500 milligrams four times a day. Uh, I do like quercetin or quercetin, which is present in onions, apples, and the white pith of citrus. But please take apples it as are a good. <laughs> it's got something in it that's it's good. Got something. So if you take it out of it and do yeah. that as a supplement. Green tea extract uh, is very useful. Uh, drink green tea. Zinc. Zinc. Uh, get about 30 milligrams of zinc per day. And, you know, elderberry. Elderberry is probably pretty useful in all this. But I think one of the things I think we should learn is that the the countries and even our states that that really draconianly shut down and practice social distancing and practice mask wearing. Look, masks are not the greatest thing in the whole world. And we don't have to live or die on all these studies that say, yes, they're helpful or yes, they're not helpful. But they, you know, every, Long studies shows that masks probably have some effect. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I remember when seatbelts were introduced in cars, and there was a huge hue and cry. Fighting against seatbelts. Against seatbelts. And even in the medical literature. You're going to make this a law for me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, not only that, but in the medical literature, there was, you know, seatbelt injuries of the abdomen. I remember training, you know, oh, that's a seatbelt injury. And so you can always muster an argument that, oh, you know, that's dangerous. But we as a society have decided that we can mandate public safety issues. Mm -hmm. And guess what? You better have a seatbelt on in your car now. Right. Um, You know, and we can mandate airbags. Mm -hmm. uh, And we can mandate that you can't drive drunk, even though you'd love to. Right. Um, And 
So the idea that we can't mandate for the public good, sorry, you can't go 100 miles an hour, although lots of people are doing that now. Right. Um, so, you know, I have an associate in Toronto who, when they were really shut down, they used cell phones to, you were allowed out of your residence one hour per week to go get groceries. Wow. And they tracked you on your what? cell phone. Oh my goodness. And to get around it, people would leave their cell phones in, <laughs> in right, their right. house. And they knew that the cell phone you know, was always there. And they go, eh, that's funny. Uh, that person has to go out and see so, yeah, so that's draconian, that's horrible. <laughs> But, you know, they shut it down. Mm. You, know, you know, we used to feel so sorry for Italy, all these poor Italians singing from their bal balconies, but they shut it down. And now they're better now. And now they're better. Yeah. And now they're opening them New up. New Zealand is like no New cases, New Zealand is right? no cases. What, what does that do for our long-term happiness and health to isolate more, longer and longer? Well, I don't think we have to isolate, but, you know, when, and Governor Newsom, I think, did a great job here early, and we were all patting ourselves on the back, and then... It opened up. It opened up and it clearly opened up too big. And let's face it, the bars were one of the biggest yeah. issues. I mean, you millennials, it's all about I don't go to it. bars. So. It's all about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. You want to have fun. I didn't really mean that. And that's <laughs> okay. But yeah, so we just, you know, put the dumb mask on. Yeah. Um, Believe it or not, masks don't cause oxygen deprivation. They they don't increase your CO two. They're just uncomfortable. But yeah, they're. You know, well, I've worn a mask most of my life. You know, yeah, that's in, right. In, in surgery, so maybe I'm biased. Right. But just you know, put the dumb thing on and social distance. Exactly. And and that that part's easy. You know, I mean, I go out to eat now. Yeah. Yeah, outdoor seating. Yeah, outdoor that. seating. That's yep. it's working. It's great. So. Dr. Yandri, this is amazing. And uh, I wanted to have you back on when your next book comes out, The Great. Energy Paradox, Energy which is coming Paradox. out in February, but you can pre-order it now uh, anywhere online, Amazon, and go to your website. You're on social media, Dr. Stephen Gundry on Instagram, Dr. Gundry on Twitter, Dr. Stephen Gundry on Facebook. You've got a lot of great products, information, free stuff at your website. The Dr. Gundry Podcast. Dr. Gundry where Podcast, where I was you. on. It's a great I podcast. I love that podcast, by great the way. Podcast. I, Thank I, you. I've listened to it several times. Thank and, you. I had a good time. And uh, you're, 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 one of your stories is in the Energy Paradise. Oh, yeah. I like it. I made the cut. Hey, yeah, so far. Let's do this. <laughs> I like that. Final edit, though. Hmm. Final, <laughs> exactly. Um, I want to ask you a, uh, a question. I think I'm going to ask you in the first interview, but I want to ask it again. It's called My Three truths. So imagine uh, you have a very long life and you live as long as you want, right? And But for whatever reason, you know, the body shuts down and you got to call it quits. And this is many years in the future. And you have created every type of content, book, uh, you've seen things change in science and all this stuff has evolved and people are living longer than ever. Uh, but for whatever reason, all your content has to go with you to the next place. You can't leave your books behind or any, this, this information is gone. But you get to leave behind three things that you've learned in your life that you know to be true. And this is the only things you could share with the rest of the world. This is all we'd have to remember you by. That's it? Three, tr three truths, three lessons that you've experienced that you would share. What would you say are your three truths? All disease begins and ends in the gut. And mm. I wish I had thought of that. I mean, it 
Hippocrates thought of it. And I guess the second one is trust your gut. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number three. Uh, actually, number three is you do have a soulmate and do not settle until you find that soulmate mm. and don't let them out of your sight ever again. Ooh, that's great. How's that? I like those three. Were you, you've been married once? Twice. So, But I'm married to my soulmate who I was supposed to get married to first time around. Did you know her but, the first, before? Oh gosh, yeah. We were supposed to get married. You were supposed to get married? Yeah, we, we, we met. I was in a singing group at Yale and... What was your singing group called? Called the Baker's Dozen, like the Whiff and Poofs. Okay, just not as Baker's Dozen. Nice, famous as the Whiff and Poofs, but we were a Capitol recording artist. We actually opened for Dion Warwick at the at the Doral Hotel wow. in Miami, and wow. Yeah. So, anyhow, right. so we were singing for our supper at Half Moon in Montego Bay, Jamaica, uh, when I was twenty years old, and my wife now was sitting in the audience. And we made eye contact, and we actually spent the night talking. And by the end of the night, she walked into her parents. I had to leave, and she walked in. And she said, "I just met the man I'm going to marry." And told her parents. Told her parents. So I just met him. And unfortunately, she was going to school here at UCSB, uh, University of California, Santa Barbara. I was going to school at Yale. And our parents, she, her parents lived in Connecticut. My parents lived in Atlanta, Georgia. This is Jamaica? Yeah, well, I was singing. You, you met they, in Jamaica? They, yeah, she was in Jamaica. They were on vacation. Oh, wow. They were on vacation. So we had this crazy long distance relationship. They were pen pals back then. Well, we actually phone. Uh, we'd call each other on the phone for an hour every Sunday night because the rates were later, you know, landlines. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. And then on holidays and things, I'd either go to her folks' house or they'd, she'd come to our folks' house. My parents got to know each other. We picked out China. And then uh, I got into medical school at uh, Georgia, Augusta, Georgia. And she was up here in Santa Barbara and I flew out uh, my first, after my first year of medical school. And I said, you know, it's time to fish or cut bait. You know, it's time to get married. Uh, this long distance is tough. Yeah, this yeah, is we tough. Gotta make it go all in or get out. Yeah, yeah. You know, you need to come to you know, Georgia. Georgia. And she, she said, I hate Georgia, really. You need to come to Santa Barbara. I said, well, there's no medical school. And back then, getting into medical school was hard. hard. Yeah. I mean, it was, thank you. <laughs> um, and so I said, no, I can't do it. And she said, well, it, you know, it's just not going to work. So we you know, said goodbye at the airport, Santa Barbara Airport. Wow. Six weeks later... I was engaged to be married to a woman who I actually did not know up until she. Six weeks later, you're engaged. Talk about how a is rebound. that possible? When you want to get married, you want to get married. You, so you were looking to get committed, and yeah. you, wow. Yeah. And so then, so that didn't work out after how many years? Twenty years. And then you we reconnected. Had, well, we had two kids, and my. My parents say, so you, know, you got to leave her. It's just awful. And it's, that's, that's beyond that. But so I was separated. I um, was professor at Loma Linda University, where I became very famous about doing infant heart transplants. And one day the Today Show picks us up and Bryant Gumbel's interviewing me and the parents. And I'm going, you know, there's not particular. I do hundreds of these infant 
heart transplants a year, and this one isn't particularly interesting. I wonder why they picked this one up. And so I'm on the TV, and who should be watching from her kitchen in Atlanta, Georgia, <laughs> but my wife, no way. Penny. And my no, current wife, the woman who I was supposed to be married. And she writes me a nice little note and says, you know, you always told me you were going to be a famous heart surgeon and congratulations on your success. And I'm sitting in my office at Loma Linda and my longtime secretary comes in. And she says, this is personal and confidential. Now you're in California. You're I'm in California. <laughs> and, you know, and she's in Georgia. Yeah. And so, you know, I open up the thing and, of course, my secretary's staring at me. She said, well, and I said, Barbara, this is the love of my life. You know, what should I do? She says, well, call her, you idiot. And so uh, I, was, I had a, a case to do in the operating room. So I go down to the OR and I pick up the phone and dial her on a Tuesday. And she's going, three, two, one. You ought to be calling right about now and pick up the phone. And that was 1995. And we got on an airplane and we've been together ever since. Wow. She raised. 25 years. 25 years. And just celebrated 25 years. And, you were married uh, for 20 years, yeah. and now you're married for 25 years. I know. Yeah. And um, she raised my youngest daughter, uh, saved her life. Um, wow. And now my youngest daughter you know, calls her you know, mom. Wow. Um, yeah. So if you could go back in time, so if I, would yeah, you I mean, have convinced her to come that much more? Would you said, I'm going to come and be, or just keep going it, long distance? Well, you know, it, she always says, you know, I... I just think I wasn't ready, and I don't think I would have been a useful partner to Timing you. Timing is everything, that. right? And she had a miserable marriage. She she canceled her uh, wedding three times. She actually would make her dad take out another announcement in the New York Times because she knew I'd read the New York Times. Oh, my god! And that I'd stop it. And yeah. Wow. It was that nutty. But, I mean, you the minute... your way I, back, though. Yeah, I mean, the minute on the phone, it was like, Timing. It was like, no, I mean, it's like there was no time wow. that passed. It was just gone. So there is a soulmate, and do not settle. And we'll end it on there. that. Amen. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, my friend, for listening to this episode. If you found it helpful and inspiring in any way, make sure to share it with your friends. You can post it on your Instagram stories, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, Facebook. You can text a couple of friends that you know, put it in a WhatsApp group chat, wherever you think it should go. You have the power to change and transform another person's life just by sending them this link. You can copy and paste the link where you're listening to this podcast and text them that or use the link lewishouse.com slash 991 and send them right there for the full show notes, more about the research and everything else that we have linked up back on the show notes. And again, if you're a fan of the School of Greatness, but you have yet to click that subscribe button over on Apple Podcasts, do your boy a favor and click on that subscribe button right now on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review and rating as that will really help us impact more lives and spread the message of greatness to more people when you do that on Apple Podcasts. And if you want inspirational messages from me every single week, we are sending weekly messages to help you stay motivated and on track with your purpose and your mission. Just text the word podcast to 614-350-3960 right now and get a text message from me consistently. And I want to leave you with a quote from Henry David Thoreau who said, what is called genius is the abundance of life 
and health. I have been focusing more and more on my health and researching and learning little ways to improve it the older I get as I want to live a happy, healthy life and also be comfortable and fit and be able to hang out with my kids in the future and grandkids. So this is something I'm always thinking about and always trying to test and learn new ways to be healthier, happier, and complete. And I want to remind you today, you are loved, you are worthy, and you matter. I'm so grateful for you, and you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh-generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.